Okay, welcome to episode two of American Otaku. Today, I have my brother here, Jordan. Jordan, say what's up. Say hi. Well, what's up? What's up? What up, Jordan? And hey, I'm I'm back as well. My name is Christian Alex. Just in case you guys don't know, um, so Andrew has brought some structure to the show. He's got some things that he wants to talk about and some things and stuff. What's up? I have many things this day. Um, yeah, I just thought that maybe we could go with a little bit more structure this time around and uh, see how see how that goes, and um, it'll make things easier. Th- it'll make it easier for the people to follow us. So today I was thinking. But you know everybody ADD. Everybody is ADD. I know I'm ADD. They're ADD as fuck. But I think that <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. Let's try it out. Let's try. It. I'm, I'm all games. So let's go ahead. And it's try worth it. a shot. So let's let me tell you the structure right from the top. I was thinking, okay, so first we get a story from Jay. Um, I wanted to ask him about his uh, experiences in Japan, especially your very first time in Japan. And my, then Jordan, first time. Okay. Jordan's going to introduce his, his topic for the day, which is fighting games. And I, we actually have oh, no idea what yeah. he's going to talk about, but apparently he has some stuff prepared. Then the last yeah, thing, I, I prepared some pretty good stuff involving Superman and philosophy if you can believe it or not i have some pretty deep shit actually to discuss with superman it's always deep with superman yeah soups is just a, a deep deep dude <laughs> this deep dude 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 all right so <laughs> let i guess um uh, i guess my my first time um yeah um, well we're just we're just there already okay my first time so um let me just preface this by saying like uh i always wanted to go to japan and and um and uh I got the ticket. I got the ticket, and uh, you know, I I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of money, you know, but I got a little something. Let me go ahead and and you know go. And actually, what I did was uh, what I used to do to make money was I would sell my CDs. Like, okay. if you ever been to like uh, Hollywood Boulevard or if you live anywhere with the urban market, um, you know, you probably have people walk up to you be like, yo, do you listen to hip hop? That is that. You were one of those guys. Yeah, but my shit was good. Yes, <laughs> I was one of those guys. Yes, I sold my music. And I didn't just, yeah, I, anyway, I sold my music, and I had headphones, I had like a whole, like, you can see the, the gear that I have now, so. If you've I'm, been in Los Angeles, he's talking about right in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater, correct? Yeah, of yeah, I used to hustle out there, I used to hustle out in, uh, in Venice Beach, I mean, I went all over, man, um, but, yeah, but it, anyway, that's, that's what I did, I, I brought, uh, I had a thousand records with me, so, <laughs> okay. I, I packed a thousand records, <laughs> And um, and I you know I headed out. I stayed in a hostel, and you know I the first place I checked online, it was like you know Tokyo Hostel. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm right in Tokyo. Do you remember the name of it by chance? It was Tokyo Hostel. Okay, got got gotcha. <laughs> you. So, uh, so I, I got my ticket, got already booked Tokyo Hostel, which is right in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right course. in Tokyo. So I thought, <laughs> and I get off the plane, and it was weird because I remember getting on the plane and um. And we were literally chasing the sun. Like, it was weird. Like, the sun didn't go down for the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It gets like that. So, yeah. I was, I was kind of bugging. I'm like, um, wow, my, my, my clock is messed up. So, I ended up landing. And then, um, and then it was dark outside, you know, by the time I took the train. Because when you land in Japan, you, I landed in Narita. 
Narita is outside of Tokyo proper. Yes, it's right outside of Tokyo. So then I had to take the train, like navigate my way, use the little Japanese skills that I had. Yes, indeed. To, to, to navigate to Tokyo host, Hostel, which was actually in Nichikawaguchi, which was that Saitama. That's in Saitama, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not Tokyo at all. Yeah, that's a that's a misnomer if I've ever heard one. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, Tokyo, I'm not in Tokyo. I'm not in Tokyo. And I was like, hey... <laughs> Wow, that's just the name of the hostel. They got me. Okay, all right. Well, I guess I'm here. But um, the first time I got off the station in Nichikawaguchi, it's it's weird. I actually went through my my route in Google Maps because you can do that now. This uh-huh. freaking weird. But oh, it was like maybe two or three o'clock in the morning. It was pouring rain because no one told me that I was going in the rainy season. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pouring rain and. The first person I meet, um, it was a lady, and she was a woman of the night. Uh, Nishikawaguchi's red light district, isn't it? I had I don't know. It's I was one in, of the red, I believe so. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the case. I know, I knew, like, my boy told me about Kabuki Joe, and, Ye- like, yeah. like, that's kind of, like, but, yeah, anyway, so I was, like, you know, the first thing, I, 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 she came up to me, and the first thing she said was, she was, like, oh, something, something, Deito, Deito, I'm, like, Huh? Not massage? No, she said like mm, date, date, date. I'm like, date, date, oh date. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm like, wait a minute, three o'clock. In the I'm like, is she working, mama. She, uh, she's working. Uh-huh. I'm like, um, and I said as politely as I I could and fumbled through. I'm like, hey, thank you very much. I'm okay, but you know, you have a good night. But I'm like, where the fuck am I? Um, <laughs> Because I had like, you know, you have these conceptions in your mind. Or you, you have these thoughts in your mind that when you get to a place of how it's going to be, I'm thinking like fucking, you know, Inuyash is going to jump out. And fucking, <laughs> oh, my God. There's going to be cosplays and shit yeah, like yeah. that. It'll be just like snowing in Ferris wheels. And I thought it was going to be like that. I got like I came there. I, like I, I landed in like the hood. Japan, yeah, and kinda, you know, yeah. and you know, Ho walked up to me. It was like, "Yo, you want to get a date?" And yeah, I was just like, "That's." It's kind of like it was like a culture shock, but I'm like, "Damn, I, I, every big city is kind of the same but different." Yes, it was that, just well, yeah, that's the same everywhere. but different. But anyway, um, went there. The people at the hostel were cool, and you know, I just that yeah, that was that was just it, that was just like my first little experience there. Then I was there for about a month and. Um, I found out how little Japanese I actually knew. Right, right. Because, right. I mean, when you have to use a language, because you would just assume like, oh, well, you know, here, if you're learning, you can you can fall back on English because everyone speaks English. But there's legit people that did not speak a word of English. And I'm like, yo, this is this is a culture shock. And then just I remember seeing how many Asians that I'm like, yo. <laughs> I know it there sounds obvious. There are so obvious. many Japanese. I know, no, I know, I know, it I know what you mean, though. Obvious. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know yeah. it sounds obvious, but like, like I, I before that, I wasn't really well traveled. You know, like I wasn't either. Yeah, when I first went, nothing. And then when I went there, it's just it was just it was shocking. You know, from someone who has been in the states all their life. You know, because Canada don't really count. Yeah. Um that's not a trip. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it counts yeah. for something, but it's not like yeah. Japan yeah, at all. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not like. It's not like going across the sea. You're not like, gonna get totally shocked yeah. going to Canada. Yeah, uh, but but I was just like, um, wow, there's there's a lot of Asians out there, and it just it kind of put in 
perspective of how big the world really is. Okay. Like, it's, everything's not just America. America, American otaku, by the way. <laughs> but everything's not just America. But it was, it was, it was a really cool and an eye opener for me. I was like, yo, I, I haven't really seen a lot, and it made me want to travel a little bit. My my culture shock, my first culture shock was similar to yours, where I was, uh, I think I was like in Shinjuku Station or something, and I was seeing. Just every single person was almost every person was Japanese, and you know when you when you're from America, yeah, you you, you grow up in what they call the salad bowl. That's what <laughs> that's what Japanese people call it. It's called the melting pot in America, uh-huh. but they say sarada boldu for uh, in for America and Japan, uh-huh. and you know every you know you get all kinds of cultures, all kinds of races in America. You go over there, and you know it's very homogenous, yeah. and of course you hear that before you go. Of course you hear it a million times. But when you actually get there, it's it's you, you finally see it, uh, you know, with your own eyes for the first time, and and if you know, it doesn't matter how many times you've heard it. Mm-hmm. When you finally do experience it, it is a is a different thing. Yeah. Um. I I guess um another part of my trip that was really fun was I actually had a buddy. Um. Um. For those of you who don't know, I, I've I've worked as a stuntman for quite some time as well as a actor. But uh, my buddy, he actually did stunts and um. Like uh, he he's done Common Rider, he's done Blood. Like he's 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 like a really legit stuntman. He's part of uh, Alpha Stunts. If you guys watch like Power Rangers oh. or you guys watch like that brand, there's like that action team. It's like Alpha Stunts. It's kind of like you know the the go-to stunt team for those shows. And he's actually a part of them. And he took me down to Studio B. That's like uh, that's like a gymnastic gym where they oh. like train and work out. So that was just like. Super, super cool, and I got to see all the pictures. And this stuff. was in Japan. Yeah, this was in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we took the train, and, and uh, his name is Sadeki, by the way. He's crazy, crazy, crazy dope dude. But, okay. Um, but uh, he took me there, and I got to uh, see all that stuff. So that was really, really cool. And then um, I went, and I actually took the, um, I took like I don't know what I don't know what it's called. Here we call it like a Peter Pan, like you know the bus, the Greyhound bus. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but go on. Yeah, but I took a bus down to uh, to Yokohama uh-huh. to see my boy, and uh-huh. uh, and that was really cool too, because that was like a whole different place, and and I remember like that was like the first time I saw like a um, like I saw like video games on on a on a train, like or on a bus. They had like Sonic and, and or something like, like that. Like it was part of the bus. Yeah, yeah, it was like part of the really? bus. Like they had like controllers in the seat, and you like Jesus. it was really cool. I'm like, yo, this is great, and it was yeah, and I, and I went down there. I I ended up like because I brought way too much stuff. I I, I gave a guitar to somebody. And um, Jesus, and uh, and I went down to Yokohama. I saw my boy, and we went to this club. And it was so weird because it's like, like everybody danced, but nobody really danced together. I don't know if it was that was uh, that club or the culture, but it was really weird. It's probably the culture. Yeah, because I was like, um, you know, you know, like you know, we get down here, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're in yeah. the club, like, I bet you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I am kind of. I'm a dope dancer, you know. I, I I used to be really really good, you know. But you know, brother still got some moves. So I had to bust out, you know. what I'm saying and there was, you know, I was in like one of his friends like came and, and you know they were like you know they were like I guess they were like the dudes of the club because everyone kind of knew each other and they were dancing. I'm like, yeah, well, what you got? Back it up, right? So I started dancing and you know it was weird, you know. This girl, I'm dancing up on a girl. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Blah 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 blah. I'm killing. And she felt kind of uncomfortable. But she, she was surprised, right? Yeah, but she didn't like stop dancing. So I'm like, okay, this is awkward. You know, I'm just I'm gonna let me just back up a little bit and then keep dancing. I'm like, yeah, what's, <laughs> what's 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 he's like? Oh yeah, this you know we don't nobody really dances like that. 
But uh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. You know, I'm, I'm, I thought we just, you know, getting down. But yeah, yeah. I, but it's just weird. But everyone kind of faces the DJ, and uh, they, it's, it's. What type of music was it? It was like regular hip hop. It was like a hip hop club. So I'm thinking okay. like, yo, yeah, I'm thinking like, okay, you know. It's not was it, this was in Yokohama? Yeah, this is in Yokohama. I might have been to this same club, man. Is it like is it like a shop that's kind of like our Seven Eleven and equivalent, like right out where everyone hangs? It's right the, near the base, right? It's right near Yokosuka or I, something like that. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't hang out. There's a lot. I remember there was a lot of like uh, GIs there. No, um, there wasn't a lot of there a lot of uh, military guys out. Where I was at, I don't know, but um, I don't know. My boy can, my boy tell me. I mean, he's still in Japan, but uh, all right, yeah, that was kind of cool. But in in summation, that was my trip. It was kind of cool, and you know, it's cool to just you know check out a different culture. And now I have a, a a a way way different perception of of Japan than I had before leaving, which was cool. So. You're more grounded in reality, you would say. Oh or? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So did you have any other culture shock other than like it being you know finally seeing a country with like ninety nine percent Japanese or no? I tell you what, that freaked me the hell out. Um, um, you know the uh, you, you get a laugh too because that's the first time I saw somebody like wear like the straight up mask. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I never, see, I thought they had. I was like, what the fuck? What? Why are they wearing that shit? Like they have some weird, crazy. He's like talking mnemonic. about the surgical mask, like oh, a yeah. medical Someone mask. Someone was asking me about that the other day. Yeah, and like, I was like, were they were they Asian? And they said, yeah. And I was like, well, Andrew told me they're you know afraid of germs more or something. The cold, I don't know. It, it but, to you know, it, it kind of comes out of a, a place of practicality, though. I think because if you're if you're in Tokyo and you're and you're like right well, next yeah, to other yeah. people all the time, and you're in a, like an overcrowded train, uh -huh. that actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah, to, it makes to, sense. to put on and a you mask. You see people, I see, you you see them in the airport all the time, yeah. wearing it, and you know some people are like, that's that's really weird, but honestly, it makes me feel like I should be wearing one. Like really, yeah. this is <laughs> a disgusting place. Yeah, I think. So. Uh, yeah, was it? Uh, somebody told me it was like something out of out of like politeness. Like if you're sick, you don't want to get other people sick, so they wear that. But yes, but if like if you've never seen it, so you know, like yeah, anybody, yeah. any kid from the '80s are uh, you know, you like you. Sometimes you would like watch TV and you see Michael Jackson. He had this weird mask. On. It's like that mask. It's a uh, surgical mask. It's yeah, a surgical yeah, mask, yeah. and they wear that. I guess you know to to just keep you know things contained but when i saw it i'm like yo these motherfuckers got like bird flu or some weird shit like, <laughs> they got ooh. sars i was like yeah i'm not trying <laughs> to like get themselves. sick yeah i'm not trying to get sick out of this bitch but that was that was really weird to me uh, but yeah that's yeah it's just a, a lot of people wearing them that like, would be a shock at first yeah that was i think it shocked me too and the crows Tell dude me, those they're crows huge are, they're huge and aggressive like the, the 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 it was weird like um and they followed you like yo these things are like they're not just birds. You know how you see a bird like it's a bird. It's a damn animal. Yeah, it's, dude. It's a an, yeah. like they're beefy. Like yeah, they're eating really well. It looks like like it looked like the, they had a steak or some shit. Like jeez, <laughs> like, oh, what is this? Like protein shake drinking <laughs> bird. Crows, I know dude. it's like goddamn pterodactyl. <laughs> I'm like, and they would follow you too. They're smart. Like I would walk and I would hear. They I'd remember you. Up, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's scary. So, yo, don't be freaked out. And they're loud, too. I remember waking up every day. I would hear, ah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, damn, you know. And going out, like, you would walk, right? You would walk. It would be on some, like, it would be on some Monty Python shit. It would, you would walk, you'd, hear, <laughs> you'd turn around. And then, and then, and then it would just post up like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking oh, at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking at you, like, yeah. Okay, go ahead, move, move. And then you turn back around, like, 
He turned around and he, he landed again. I'm like, these motherfuckers are following. <laughs> They're after me. I was, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that Japan is um, very, uh, very cool, weird, freaky, crazy place that I very much enjoyed visiting. Indeed. Yep. And that, I guess I guess that's a good book, ain't it? <laughs> that's a good book, yeah. man. I mean, shit. We we covered mine last week, and we didn't get to you, so that's why I was trying to get to you this week. Well, thank you for thinking of it. That's yeah. A very, very nice of you. I try to be considerate. You know that, Jay? Yes, he's very considerate. So now moving yeah, yeah. on to section two, whatever the fuck we're going to call it, Jordan has prepared yeah. some shit about fighting games, so take oh, it away, Jordan. It. Yes. Time to shine. Prepared loosely. Uh, yeah, but, well, I listened to your other two episodes, and I think on the very first one, you, when you guys are introducing yourselves, you're, like, uh, mentioned you're both in, really into fighting games, especially oh, yeah. 2D ones. Yes, 2D. Like and Capcom stuff. Yes. So, I mean, I have way too much stuff to talk, so I'm just going to try and narrow it down as much as possible. Go I ham. I guess I would say. <laughs> Go ham. Huh? Don't hold back. Emotionate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, where to begin, then? Uh, uh, okay. Most I interesting mean, thing, what I sticks guess, out? Huh? We could what segue. Sticks out? What sticks out um, the most? SNK, probably. I mean, well, like, uh, Andrew and I, and, uh, you know, add anything that I miss, Andrew. If, if Just I go. Do, Keep, yeah, you're, we, you're good. We, grow, we grew up, uh, as far as I can remember, almost every game we played was fighting games <laughs> you know we were hardcore from day one man yeah yeah i mean we we uh like street fighter 2 on super nintendo of course oh yeah huge. yeah on super nintendo like i can't that but the super nintendo uh that was gamepad it ruined it ruined me for joysticks like i'm i'm like i can't do joysticks anymore because of that yeah oh uh, yeah because it's it's such good for for fighting games but um yeah, like, you know, other than, like, Super Metroid, which is, like, my favorite game ever, probably. Oh, yeah. It's single player, but we, it's, we all played, me, uh, Andrew, and the, our youngest brother, Taylor. Oh, it's his birthday today, by the way. So oh, Taylor. happy birthday, Taylor. Happy yeah, birthday, yeah. Taylor. You, you didn't even, yeah. you should have opened with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry, yeah. Taylor. You owe somebody. You I, owe somebody. I, I got him a present, actually, yeah. and I called him today. Yeah. You got a Super got Nintendo him, got emulator. It's <laughs> yeah, free, cheap baby. bastard. You drop box him at NES. <laughs> no, I got him a, a Ninja wallet. Uh, Google that later, everybody. But oh, it's yeah, pretty cool. He, he, he really loved that. He really loved that. Awesome, awesome. I thought um, he would. I, I, I got him Kingsman. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that's great. A, that's dope. Great, man. Yeah. That's a good movie. yeah. So, you guys, love this. so you guys played um, the fighting games anyway, a lot. Fucking yeah, like crazy. Fighting games, fighting games, yeah. Yeah, Andrew um, looks like a sore loser. I was when I was a kid, man. Oh, Jordan's okay. got stories, dude. Something. Yes, let's hear a story. What do you do? This is like where I get embarrassed. Unplugged controllers and <laughs> okay. shit like that. I, I, and I remember this happening most in like Killer Instinct, oh, and then later yeah. on with uh, the Sega Saturn fighting games like oh, uh, God. Virtua Fire Two, Two mostly. Um, okay, like Andrew would get so mad if I <laughs> like he would beat me. Uh, uh, at least half the time, but then I would get on like a like really good streak. Oh man! And then he would get really mad, <laughs> and then I would say, and then I was afraid he was gonna like hit me or something. So, like for real, and um, so I, I I was like, oh my god, I, what do I do? I just sit back and uh, you know I was just I was going. You easy talk on him, but shit. I wasn't. That's what you do. You rub it in. Yeah. 
Man, I, it was no, I, yeah, it was I bad was for not, a while. I didn't say yeah, but the thing is, I was like, how do I go easy on him without him knowing? And he always <laughs> fucking knew, and he called me out on it, and we got even more mad about that. And then I was like, dude, I, I just I can't I can't deal with that. Right now. I gotta go. I gotta go to the other room. Who I mean, did you like, who did you who did you play? Now did now now the thing. Me and my brother, we went hard. We went real hard. Like it's, and you know what? I really liked Super Nintendo because. Manly, they always had the best like ports when it came to like arcade to fighting games. Like if you think about oh, it, yeah. like the Bay had the best Street Fighter because you know like Street Fighter was alright on Genesis, but the sound was a little off. Uh, yeah. um, they had the oh, best yeah. Mortal Kombat, but the fatalities were all fucked up. They yeah, changed but, them. I mean, it still had the best music. Like, yeah, Genesis, and, and and it was it was more playable, and also it I was think closer to Mortal arcade Kombat. perfect. Yeah, it was it yeah, was always it, closer it, to Arcade Perfect. You know he's when, old school because uh, he's saying Arcade Perfect. Because uh, oh, I miss Arcade. <laughs> yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. That's that's got to be a top another one. But yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead keep finish. going, Jordan. It, it sorry. Might, well, yeah, like so that was the era when oh man, you know, uh, we're all around the same age, but I always forget that people don't. Some people don't remember Genesis and Super Nintendo, and now everything. Sega is, Channel. Oh yeah, God, the Sega Channel. When it, oh, he's Sega Channel, yeah. That's the greatest uh, but, shit like, ever. Remember the X-Band for... Uh, I, uh, I never Super got... Uh, vaguely, like vaguely. But what were anyway, you saying about Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo? Well, okay, I was saying... Remember when we, we first... I think we rented it first. Yes, and, yes. Um, it, 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 it was like... We had no idea how to and then like we would do it on accident every once in a while and that would blow our minds and then all, <laughs> like <laughs> skipping ahead Mortal Kombat oh, yeah. as far as I remember came out around <laughs> kind of the same time a little later yeah maybe. Mortal Kombat and was a little bit after I, Mortal Kombat was 94 yeah. I think but I could be wrong on that well, we, I'm we thinking 92 uh, it might have been 92 uh, maybe it, early uh, 90s some, sure. some shit well, I got Google right well, here the point is I like seeing it in our kit well the fact they use digitized actors. Yes. I remember myself thinking, well, this is, you can't get better than this. This is graphics. Like, this, these are real people. We've reached the pinnacle of graphics. Like, 92. that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, it, it, was, it was real people, and that's all I could think of. And then also, <laughs> of course, the fatalities. But then ultimately, it which sucked, on, which they, which sucked on SNES because they changed a lot of them. Yes, they did. They, they, they did. changed uh, yeah. Sub Zeros and they changed like they kept the ones like Raiden, like the ones where you turn into bones. That was fine, but like the really bloody ones, like Kano did some like whack ass no, shit. Like what did you like? Because Nintendo felt like they were a family uh, uh, system. It was called Super Family Commu Computer, basically in Japan. So uh, yeah, Super Famicom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like. Yeah, they changed all the blood. There was blood on there, but they just changed it to like gray, and it looked weird. But it was yes, supposed to be sweat. it was like smoke. And I remember a, that. Yeah, yeah, it was just supposed to be sweat, and um, the Genesis had the blood, so that everyone. Yes, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird because everyone was like, "No, you got to get the Genesis because it has the blood." But yep. I'm like, "Well, it only has three buttons, right?" And then they had to come up with like A, B, C, X, Y, Z controllers for. Yeah, Genesis. I think you had yes, to press. Yes, yes. You had to press start in order to get the uh, to change to get, the like, buttons. You had to yeah, press start so while you were that, playing to hit. Yeah, that was awkward. And um, <laughs> at that point, it didn't matter how late the fatalities were on on Super Nintendo, because I just remember that that 
uh, character select music was was just incredible yeah. on, on Super Nintendo. Everything on Genesis, like there's some Genesis specific games that were only on that system that had yeah. like really good music, but it's because they knew what to like how to work with that hardware yeah but, but otherwise SNES, you it, could it just push, sounds- yeah you could just push a lot more yeah. now does anybody remember the blood code from from genesis i i remember it but i you, you don't but know i don't remember what it is A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Like, oh ah, my god ah, yes i had i played Jeez. oh yeah yeah no that's yeah. everything's now <laughs> um, but yeah i must say like also well andrew and i were competitive in every single way when we were growing up yeah. so <laughs> it wasn't just fighting games. It was the fact that he was a Genesis guy, and um, and I well, I mean, we both like Super Nintendo, but technically the Super Nintendo was mine, uh, and uh, the Genesis was his. And we would, I think, I remember renting. We would concurrently rent like a game that was for Super Nintendo and Genesis, and Andrew mm-hmm. would be like, "Come in here," and he would show me, like, <laughs> "Look at these graphics." Like, like, just said, it's just like, this way, it. but you can't do this on Super Nintendo. I'm like, hey, I'm having fun in the well, other room. Can I go? Yeah, and, uh, well, actually, Super Nintendo was the better system because Genesis came out just a little bit after Nintendo. And you remember, like, they had the the commercial, yeah. like, Genesis Gen- does. Can't do like, this on Nintendo. Genesis. Yeah. No, I do not you remember, remember that. that? No. Yeah, I remember so the, like, the... It was Nintendo. I, got, I remember that if guy. May, yeah. If I may... Uh, yeah, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Ah, right? yes, 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 yes. That was Disney, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but then so, after after Genesis, then it was Super Nintendo. So that's why they had the edge. That's why the games were always better because it was just a superior system because it came later. It might have been some parts of it were better. Like I think that you couldn't run. I, I remember reading this. I think, but I like you couldn't run a game like Sonic that something that fast on Super Nintendo. Like oh, something well, about they, the speed or something that Genesis had. No, 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 no Andrew. They they created. Um, I, okay, and I, I'm sure pretty much everyone listening to this knows, but like they created this term, this buzzword for when Sonic came out. Called blast processing. Yes, which yes, is yes. Like, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. And so it was, was like pretty much this, some shit they made up. <laughs> like, yes. oh, this sounds good. Yeah, blast really, processing. We're gonna blast really it. Just ma- they really just made it up. Like, <laughs> of course in, they in, do in that. A sense, it's a buzzword. In a sense, I, I think, you know, I, I believe them. I don't think, uh, you know, the colors and I guess a refresh rate maybe uh, on the Super Nintendo was probably not as capable of doing something at that speed of Sonic. Yeah, I don't um, know. I'm, I'm going to challenge that. Yeah, I'm going to challenge that. I'm pretty sure Super Nintendo was a superior system. It was because it came library-wise. Just hardware-wise. Yeah, just hardware-wise. I mean, I, it, it came out later system. So I think it came out like maybe a year after after Genesis. But you had they had some time. Maybe even longer. You're than about that. two or three years older than yeah. me, right? So yeah, yeah, you, you remember yeah, this yeah, more clearly yeah, yeah. than me. Yeah, because I remember. I, I mean, because my mom had a comic book store. We had everything. We got oh. everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so we got the Nintendo. First, I'm, I I lied. The first thing I had was the the Sega system. And I Sega had, Master yeah, System. Yeah, Sega Master. And okay. I had Kid With Alex. Alex Kid. Yeah, I had Alex Kid. Yeah. And but I played Shinobi hardcore. <laughs> With the Shinobi, yeah, was, Shinobi the was that you and. Played, Vin- Go ahead. Was Moonwalker? Uh, uh, no, no, no. That was Genesis. Moonwalker okay, was Genesis. 
And that yeah, Moonwalker is awesome. Yeah, the and the, uh, but the arcade one was was awesome. Yeah, I I, I, I played that, that only later in life. It was so, oh you yeah. had to play it when it came out because like yeah they had when you would press the special button and you would do the dance like <laughs> yes and they did that on Genesis too but um, it just wasn't you know, it was good. a different perspective and yeah. stuff but yeah I don't I'm sorry go on I, there's still so, a ton of like specific stuff I want to talk about oh go, go ahead go ahead man ba- yeah back okay. to fighting games yeah. what's up yeah. yeah okay well Andrew you remember uh, okay well there there's an you know Guilty Gear, right? Yeah. Yes. Guilty Gear. Okay. Well, I was never a huge fan, but I always loved like the metal motif and everything, and how, and also how batshit insane that game is. Yeah. But um, like, uh, I didn't know this, but there is a newer one on PS4, and I don't know how to pronounce it because it's called like, well, it's spelled Guilty Gear, and then X, R D, like like if X, you know, like. Like the third, but it's an X. Let so me Google it. Uh, I, I don't know. But, it's but, probably just some letters strung together, man. Well, I mean, maybe that, it means that, something. Maybe but Siri, that, that, Siri would know. That's their that's their sensibility. Siri, though. what's like, the latest Guilty Gear? They're kind of they're kind of making fun of the fact that how many iterations of okay, each fighting game there are, like, even with ah, uh, like Street so, Fighter with like a yeah. thousand names behind yeah, it. XRD. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and like, and Blaze Blue is, and also, but like, I want to go back to Last Blade. You know, what oh Last yeah, Blade Last Blade was. Oh dope. my god, yes. that's that's one of the that's best. Okay. Man. Yeah, so I'm, I was, yeah, that I played later. I did, I never saw that in a physical arcade, but um, I remember playing. Uh, you're talking about Mame stuff, and what I, I remember. Uh, oh, someone told me the Guiltier guy created that for SNK, and uh, that was. It was weapon based. It was, uh, you know, and there's Last Blade Two, which Andrew and I played last Christmas. It's like, one of the yeah. best, man. It's one of the yeah, best, it, but I think the king goes to Samurai Showdown. Oh, SNK Samurai wise, yes, man, Samurai that is a, Showdown. That is that is a close the one for me. One, the fourth one, if you got into it, where you got into like the fourteen hit combos, and you got into like where you can catch people's swords, and yeah, you had like. You could go in, yeah. You could go in on that. Jay one. is fucking beaming right now, dude. If only you could see this fucking face. Because I played that. Because I can't. You're blocking his face. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan's on the camera. But <laughs> in order to, but yeah, Samurai Showdown was Hanzo Atori. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what's the other guy? I don't know. Uh, which one? There's, there's, there was Ukyo, a lot. There's Galford, which was kind of like the 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 reverse of of Hanzo. My guy was I, I loved uh, Kinshiro. I loved uh, uh, I loved uh, my brother played Yukio. I played Genjiro, Haomaru. Um, Haomaru was like the main guy. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. Like the, yeah. he's like the Ken. He's like Ryu Haomaru or Ken. Yeah. And I played Rinamaru, if that's her name. I don't remember. Uh, but she was like Nakaru's sister. But she played. She was ice. She was dope. I played her really well. And uh, Solgets and too many and, notes on fighting games, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, like, I, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no good. Um, like, because I want to talk about. Oh man, I want to talk about like, well. Actually, I don't know, like, you mentioned preference for 2D fighting games, and mm-hmm. I, I love how, since Street Fighter 4, even though it's 3D, you know, they, they stick with the, the 2D that made it mm-hmm. good. Like, remember Street Fighter EX when they tried 3D? And I liked that. Oh. I remember liking that. It was, it was, it was okay. Right. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was, it was, it was good, bec- well, it was okay, because, like, Street Fighter EX 2 
was like a launch game for PS2, I think. So that they blew my mind at the time. I was like, oh, it's like Street Fighter and Tekken in one. And then also Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which was... I almost totally forgot about that game, but um, <laughs> whatever happened to Skullorama? Like, Where's that? Oh, Skullomania, right? Skullomania, yeah, 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 yeah. That what was, happened to that guy? He was great. <laughs> Skullomania was a remember uh, Andrew remembers Fighter Maker. Oh yes, oh, I remember. God. Yes, wasn't that I like impossible to do? Yeah, and, oh dude, I spent so many hours, and then our friend uh, Daniel accidentally just erased over all my shit and I, and but like you couldn't <laughs> customize like on the box it said you could customize your characters like hairstyle and everything but you couldn't but one of the characters was Skullomania and I just like wow. picked him and gave him some moves that were way too over and like nobody ever played that shit with me it was like me just tweaking <laughs> shit for hours Hard but as hell to play, yeah. The guy at the at the Babbages, remember Babbages? Oh wow! Like deep cut. Yeah, Babbages. He, he advised me. He was like, "No, do not buy this game." <laughs> you were there, Andrew. Yeah. And you were laughing at me. I was like, "No, I want to fuck it. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to get this game. <laughs> you wish your money. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to give you this money. Take my money, motherfucker. No. Uh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but all right. Oh, oh man, what was I? What, worst game okay, ever was a, uh, worst game ever. By the way, was uh, was Perfect Weapon. The controls were horrible. Oh, it, oh my God, yeah. I don't want to go into. We'll save that for another one. But yeah, Perfect oh, Weapon. We, we have to go into worst game ever later on. That's yeah, another huge yeah, ass topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Shaq, you were Shaq talking Shaq about Green. Last Blade and shit, or what? What was okay? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we can go in, like. I did, uh, like I love fighting games in general even some of the bad ones like uh but yeah if you're talking about worst fighting i i would submit to you double dragon 5 which is a tournament tournament fighter oh uh, interesting for genesis is the worst fucking fighting game i've ever played in my life <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay okay oh wait a minute what about pit? you didn't play you didn't play pit fighter pit Oh, never played that, that one is Tia. bad. That one is bad. I know what you're talking uh, about. Pit, this, is, this is this is worse than Pit Fire. This is worse than Shaq. Those are heavy words, sir. Have you played it? Have you played it? No, I haven't. I haven't. But I, okay. I remember Pit Fighter. You just had to feed money into to in order to win. Here, just... Yeah, I mean, I, I never understood. That game was always popular in arcades, and I never understood why. Because it made a shit ton of money. Yeah, sh shit fighter. Yeah, I don't know. And also, also, it had digitized actors like um, Mortal Kombat, uh, yeah, so it, it just stood out. But, I mean, okay, well, I, I was talking about 2D versus 3D. Uh, so you said Double like, Dragon 5 was, was the worst um, I think, yeah, I think Double Dragon 5 is because I, I didn't even know it existed. Somebody sold me a Genesis, and he just <laughs> gave me that, and I was, like, curious, and... Oh my god. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I don't want to get too off track because I want to talk about Mortal Kombat X and um, I want to talk about Tekken 7, which. Do any you guys know when that's coming out? I just. I love 2D fighting games, but like Tekken 7. No, but that I'm definitely oh. interested. And where the fuck is the next Soul Calibur, by the way? Oh, wow. Those were well, good. Those, those I don't know. Good Did you play the uh, Soul Calibur 5? I think yeah, I've played all of them and I'm a huge fan. Well, Soul Calibur Five, they they did a sort of weird. They they did like a they pulled a Street Fighter Alpha where like um they had they had some of like 
favorite characters. I think Maxi was in there. I think Helix was an unlockable character. Maybe I could be wrong. But they said Tekken Seven is out. February eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. What Tekken Seven? Yeah, they they said that should be out. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people play. I guess arcade machines in Japan. I'm not sure, but yeah, I've seen some footage. But Dragonov. I'm like he was introduced in like Tekken Five, but he's the best fighting game character I think ever. But Ooh, anyway, ever. Uh, what was I talking about? Well, you're talking uh, about MKX. MK, I was. Yeah, you're about to bring up Mortal oh, no, Kombat. No. no, well, well, Soul Calibur Five just that's when people didn't like that because uh, they they had new characters that were similar to favorites, and they didn't have some of the favorites. But anyway, yeah, okay, Andrew, have you played? Uh, like Tremor, have you Tremor? Yeah, I have. Really? I just I just played as him last night for the first what you, time. What do you think about him? Because I'm kind of like iffy. He I, I seems he seems pretty cool, but I don't think I'm gonna main as him. Like, it's 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 hard to wrap my head around because I think the thing that Netherrealm does really really well uh, since Mortal Kombat Nine or Injustice, whichever one came first. I mean, but since Mortal Kombat Nine, okay, they. You know, Mortal Kombat games got really shitty for a while, and then they came back, and I was like, okay, everyone is like on board for what they're doing, and even I, I think you probably would agree that even though Mortal Kombat versus DC was like kind of just went to the wayside because it was teen and there wasn't. It really did. It's just, I don't know. Knowledge. It didn't play very well. I felt like I thought it had a lot of it introduced a lot of cool, cool new ideas, but. Um, yeah, it looked cool. I just never got it, around to playing it. I didn't mind. I was one of the few people who liked that. But then, but then more Kombat Nine comes along, and then Injustice, and you know, Injustice wasn't just like DC characters in a Mortal Kombat fighting game to me, at least. It was like they introduced so many things. Like, why didn't this exist in every other fighting game before? Like tagging moves, like on the move list. You know, when you Oh, uh, like if you're practicing, yeah, and they still do that now. If if you don't know, you can. Uh, I'm a PlayStation guy, so you you go to the move list, and you just press triangle on, on, uh, like five to seven moves. There's a limit, but when you do that, it has them at the top left for reference. So I don't think you can do it online, but I mean that's just. That's like one of the least impressive things, like injustice. Ed Boon so, said something in some interview. He said that he he really wants to do Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Oh, and, that and, would never happen. And, and like Capcom is actually against it. Never happen. But he was saying that um, injustice was actually part of his pitch to do that because he made a game with no fatalities and not much blood, and he did it with these with like somebody else's characters. Um, I mean, NetherRealm is owned by Warner Brothers, I think now, but. Uh, he he made a game that wasn't Mortal Kombat and it was really good. And One word that's gonna kill all of that shit: block button. You you can't. He said do that he he's, he's okay. He, he, I think he said that he would go back for block for for that crossover. That, that well, just yeah, changes okay. the whole mechanic of, of, of. I don't think I don't think games. Ed Boone gives a shit. He wants he that fucking game. Yeah. 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 No, Ed Boone. Ed Boone is if if anyone to were to do that, it would be him. Like he, I think it was. 
like they were just going to make Mortal Kombat eight, and it turned into Mortal Kombat versus DC because they were. He was just like, what if we just put Superman in the game, and then it just snowballed from there. Freddy Krueger, Jason. Now, I could not. Yeah. Bl- uh, yeah, Jason. Jason yeah, yeah, he won. And Predator is a great character too. Like um, Predator is, and Freddy Krueger in uh, Mortal Kombat Nine. Mm, I yeah, yeah. I still stand by like that was the best character yeah. in that game. Little mini rant. Um, can we do away with this DLC shit? I I, I <laughs> missed the days when you bought a game, and, and that you was had, it. And you like well at least like well first of all the the shit was finished. <laughs> like, yeah yeah you yeah. You bought yeah. a well, game yeah. and it was finished, and I then agree, everyone like yeah. everyone had the same characters. Now it's like, yo. You might it's have all, a different. You might have a different person. How do I play this? And it's just like everybody had the same experience. Like I get it, but at the same time, it just it really fucking sucks because I like certain characters a lot. Like, and for them to not be included in the game is just like it's kind of like. Or even if they have like a costume that you don't have, well, and, and then you see it, and yeah, you're like, it's like Aw. what the fuck, really? Like, yeah. Really? How bad do you need? That dollar, like the micro trans, the micro transaction shit is is just killing me. It's it's killing yeah, gaming for me. And, and also, it's pretty, it's pretty like, I don't know, crass for Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat X. The only complaint I have is like, at the start screen, it's like, go to the PlayStation Store and buy this shit right now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Press triangle to but, give us more money. Yeah, you just press it's a fucking button to go buy. And look, I'm a su- I'm like, you know, uh, in Futurama when he's like, shut up and give my, shut up and take my money. Yeah. I yeah. like that with fighting yeah. games. And I'm it's like, like yeah, because uh, I've, i those are the games that I play. I'm the type of gamer like, you know, I don't have a lot of time now, so I like to get in, I like to get out. I love fighting exactly. games; it's a good fit for me. But it's just like, yeah. damn, I mean, that DLC is killing me. <laughs> and it's I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Imagine somebody who's like who buys like who can only get one game a year like, like if I had to like put in hours in a job for my shit and I had to buy DLC I would be living, living. Or people that do the yeah. whole what they call grinding like you have to fucking take forever to level up like it's like the <sighs> game is your job. Yeah. They call it grinding. That's the fucking gamer term. Like dog. Yeah. I oh, do that man. in real life. I'm not trying to do that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, when I'm relaxing, when I hustle in real life yeah. and grind in the fucking virtual world. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. Yeah, man. why do I? I, I fucking work eight, uh, like 40, do- 40 hours or more a week, and I come home and I get Elder Scrolls online. Hey, my girlfriend just came in. What's up, Nazi? Nazi. Natsuki. Natsuki is a Freudian slip. Natsuki. Hey, what's up? We're good, we're good. All right. Back to it. Back to it. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but, like, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jay, on, on like, this, yeah, DLC. It's killing. Day one patches, day two patches, and, like, just, they're like, we're not finished with this, but you'll fucking buy it. So The first thing that kills me is when they were, when we did, like, one of my favorite games is King of Fighters. I love King of Fighters. love the Fatal Fury series. Yeah. And then they came out with a game, like, they redid everything, and the graphics were made. It's like, oh, shit, I love I love this new King of Fighters. And then they didn't put my Sharanui in. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that's weird. I actually know less about they, that series. They that's, didn't put... Well, remember, but that's like, like having a fighting game. That's like having Street Fighter, and there's like, hey, no, Chun-Li's not in no here. No Chun-Li this yeah, time. Yeah, you can buy her, though, for five dollars or two dollars you know, like like really yeah really? yeah really well yeah can you kick me in the dick again to, for being a loyal fan come on harder 
the thing, get the balls. The thing I will say about Mortal Kombat, at least, like I think um, for Mortal Kombat Nine, I, you know, with fighting games, any any one character you add is gonna offset the balance, and it, I think that's that what killed Injustice for me. That when they added Scorpion, like, what was it four or five characters, new characters, and they seemed rushed and. Some of them were cheap, and I don't think they, they took that much time with them. And I know that they were trying to balance it, but it just was not ba- – it was just broken for that point. I don't mind and, rush characters. I mean, let's, let's fucking be honest. Ken and Ryu and all the Shotokans, they're the same fucking person with different priority, with different speed. They're, they're, they're the same, similar, but, but they don't – I don't have to pay for them. Yeah, they come with I the don't game. Care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, make, a, make a gazillion yeah. fucking characters. That's great. Advertise it, but don't make me pay for the shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Come yeah. on, well, come on. I've been a sucker yeah. to some of it, to be honest with you. I got I, some I of the too. DLC, man. And you know, I hate it. It's it's, it's like it's like being married to somebody who's really who really ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you ain't shit, but I love your stinking ass. You ain't shit, <laughs> but I love your stinking. Well, some it's of that DLC is pretty good. So you know it, what I'm saying? It's uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's, like, it's crack because it's like it, it's angry because a lot of it is good. That's why I'm mad. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, what's the model here? Is it to gorge your core fan base, or do you want to make a cool game that's going to attract more buyers? What's, what's, what's well, the objective here? What should be the objective here? Because I mean, it's it seems to be a model that people are paying for right now. Yeah, so. but I don't think it's going to sustain. Like, well, I wanna, I who knows? Who knows at this like, point? Of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay. Comes different well, I wanted to. Whoa! I went through puberty. Um, <laughs> so, Marsha. <laughs> I was yelling at Benny a lot last night. Um, Benny's uh, the brother. So, yeah, he's my best man. Anyway, shout out to Benny. Uh, <laughs> Benny, Benny, Ben. <laughs> so, okay, like what? I, I guess I want to ask you guys too. What, like, um, well, I know for Andrew, like we're not tournament players at all. Oh, we're just yeah. like casual. Like they're they're like that's the the biggest i guess the biggest base we're not counting frames and shit we're not going to evo although i do kind of want to go to evo just to see what it's like yeah i would like to go but i'm not gonna play oh oh. no no that's (laughs) yeah 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 i know i'm doing so so many shout outs but like uh chris gleason's um he he works at this place in atlanta called yomi gaming bio m i yomi yeah and if you follow evo or you know the that scene at all um there's this guy who goes by the name Sonic Fox, and he plays Aaron Black a lot on uh, Mortal Kombat X, uh, the Outlaw style, where you, he uses the blade. Oh, okay. And um, he he was at uh, Chris's place, and uh, you know, won twenty thousand dollars. Like, you know, he's all, and he's not even old enough to drink. And I think it's a bar too. Yeah. So like, I want when Andrew comes from for you know back to Atlanta to visit. Like I, we should go there, dude. But um, yeah. I've, Shout I mean, out to Maximilian, dude. He's a guy on YouTube. He does a lot of uh, if he 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 is like the main yeah, channel yeah. for fighting games and stuff like that. So if y'all want to check yeah, out stuff like that, like Sonic the Evo players, Fox you can check him out. Guy, Maximilian. He wears, like a, he wears he wears like a Sonic uh, hat, like a, <laughs> and he goes by Sonic Fox, and he's like I don't know eighteen, yeah. but he, he's. Yeah, just amazingly good at Mortal Kombat X, and he was presented a Well, he's 18. He, what else does he... What else can you do at 18? <laughs> you could barely well, you could barely get into a club. Man, <laughs> if I could win money from playing yeah. fighting games... Oh, yeah. 
You be I counting mean, frames. Yeah, but I'm saying but, to right. win, to get at that level, it, that's your life. It's, like you might come up. 20 you might as well G's start training in something real at that point. Because yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you can make money, but still, it's like you're you're training all day with this game. I don't yeah. know. It's just a little bit too much. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, it, but it, it, yeah, it, right, that's it the point I was getting at because, uh, like, there's a lot of ridiculous shit like MLG, like Major League Gaming, like people playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you remember G4, if that's still around, I guess yeah. probably. Oh, no, no, G4 no, is not no. around anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but you know what? They I, had... I gotta, I gotta give respect to you know, like if if you, uh, like I, I'm glad that we do live in a time period where professional gaming can be a thing. Like to me, that yeah. is amazing. That too, you know, if you put but... in crazy hours in anything, literally, it can pay off. So I mean, I definitely, I definitely like probably coming up in my time period if. We lived in the YouTube era. We up, we were growing up in that. I would definitely probably be doing that too. So I mean, I guess I guess yeah. it just goes local phenom. Yeah, I Chris guess it, J. Alex. <laughs> I guess it just I, goes to like you know it just in this day, uh, day and age, if you can if you can do something like that, then you know if you have the hours to devote to something and you play that many video games and you can get bread doing it, you know by all means get your money. You know I'm not hating on those people. I think it's amazing in this time period that we can do that. So I just wanted to to, to voice that and you know bring light to that because I just think well, now is a time period where anything possibly that that you are good at and proficient at can potentially make you money. So I got to big up that. I just I just love that as a hustle. Yeah, and I I agree too. It's just like and maybe I'm prejudiced on this. I don't know, but no, like, I, I think I I still have more respect for people who. Um, have that same level of devotion to fighting game. It's a, it's a it's the one type of game that seems most like a like intelligent sport to me, if that makes sense. Than like a shooter. And by the way, like shooters used to be my favorite type of game. You mean like for, uh, like first person shooters or first person, right? From yeah, first person shooters like Halo, and that's that's why I brought in a, like because uh, Halo Three and uh, whatever. They, I didn't know what Major League Gaming was until then because they had that MLG playlist on there, but, but, my experience like, you can, that's not if you're playing on a connection like against someone else, you know, on a different part of the country, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, I I don't I don't think you can. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. it I, I think there's just a lot, like fighting games, when they're done really well, they have this just simple framework. They're like sports in that way. You just they like the beauty and the simplicity. Yeah, oh, okay. it's it's like so simple, minimal, but minimal. it's just the right amount of everything. I think and what then, like like goes back to that Asian talking, culture. Y'all talking about that, yeah, talking about that. I feel like fighting games are the probably the most misunderstood genre. Because like people yeah. that don't know what it what like when they pick up like Street Fighter for the first time and they play it, they they always say the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm just pressing buttons, I'm just mashing buttons. <laughs> you're spamming, uh, you you're spamming fireballs. But like people, but then when you play a little bit more, you're like, wow, this is uh, fucking deep play, ass shit. Would you play? And look, look at somebody who knows what they're doing. You yeah. can press all the buttons you want. Yeah, you can That's spam all you want, and that person's gonna kill you. I, I, I will geef up against any noob. Trust me, you're not. <laughs> You're not gonna win. Yeah, yeah. You're just not. You just Dude, not. You, but they they are misunderstood. Scorpion, yeah, they are. If you if you like, there's a point where, uh, I mean, I 
you know, I, I'm just, yeah. I really love Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah like, you and mean I, both. I, I mean, we, add, we all love like, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we both, <laughs> it yeah. binds us together. I mean, I think I think everyone loves Mortal Kombat. Like, I, yeah, it wouldn't be a but, thing. But it's but a like, phenomenon, you know? My point, yeah, but, like, they, they did some really bad games for a while, but then... Like I'm just so impressed by what they they've done. They like they do some like so much stuff that they don't even. It's not even expected of them. Anyone who makes a fighting game to do, like all the elaborate stuff they do, all the detail. Like even some of the voice acting, and like hey, hey, hey. character actions and stuff. Like but my only problem with Mortal Kombat was like. I never, I never liked how you had to hold a button to block, but that was it. Yeah. I liked holding back the button, but that's that's another thing. Love but, it or hate it, Mortal um, Kombat is undeniable. So yeah, we should probably, we should probably go get to your topic because we're at fifty-two minutes right now. Let's move on. Is it okay if we go over a yeah, little sorry, bit this yeah, time yeah, since we, we have go, like a guest and, caller in and yeah, shit? Yeah, and then, yeah, and we can, uh, and they can always chime back in, brother. You can always come in as well so yeah you, you know what I'm, i was thinking if we're gonna since there's like different sections we can put on the notes like for soundcloud in the description we're gonna put uh at this time we're gonna talk about this at this time we're gonna talk about that so feel free to just skip around to the shit you want to listen to okay um he, listen, talking to listeners basically. He, he's a seasoned podcast tour <laughs> i i am i'm still learning so yeah do what he says okay so so uh so, so Jordan, you okay? We're gonna we're gonna move forward now. Well, yeah. The, just the last point I wanted to make, like um, you, you were just saying, Andrew, like uh, people are people. Okay, well, I remember playing Injustice at a friend's house who who had a home theater, and uh, nobody was into it at, at first. Um, but it was it's just like fighting games you can watch and, mm-hmm. and enjoy. You don't even have to be a gamer. Then pretty soon everyone wanted to play, so it was just like arcade style. I kept playing because I was, you know, I had the game, and mm-hmm. um, and then like one of the guys who had, minutes before said, you know, I hate fighting games. You probably went, got his ass beat. <laughs> He's probably losing. He, like, <laughs> a lot of people hate him. A lot of people hate he, him. He's probably lost. That's why he, he he practiced with. He was like. I didn't know this, but he was like practicing with Superman for like an hour, and then I came back, or no, no, he came back to me and he was like, he, he's like, Jordan, let's go again. He was like, I'm ready to go now. Like everyone was so into it, whether they were playing it or not, it was just like, that's uh, I, I just I really love what Netherrealm and Ed Boon are doing. Like they, they, it's yeah, I'm glad that that they've come back in a major way finding games, especially since arcades are dead. Me Almost. too. Like in LA, it's probably a, a little different. But no, anyway, there's not. There's, there's like some. Like it's like one or two in Koreatown, and then there's like one in, in Sherman Oaks or some shit. When I was there in Koreatown, I was like, "Oh shit, there's a, there's an arcade right there." And then me and Benny saw that it was like just closed, like a day before. Like they just closed. Oh yeah, I mean they're dying here. <laughs> and too. I was like, "Oh my god, it's the apocalypse." There's one. There's one left on Vermont. Shit, that's really? Actually, yeah, this is a decent arcade. Yeah, me and Nasigo. It's a it's a decent arcade. You know, they got like some they got Street Fighter there and some good stuff. It's not just like the the quarter the quarter pounders where you just like put in five quarters and play. Yeah, they have some good all right good stuff. I yeah, I mean derail stuff. Like no, no worries. No, it's cool, dude. It's a podcast. You can't derail them, baby. We are we the underailables. Underailables. You can't stop me, motherfucker. 
I don't, I don't want to do Andrew a disservice because I know he has a lot of shit to say. Nah, no this, worries. This, about, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I put this together because I, I wanted to like see how deep we could go, actually. Um, that's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. I knew oh. that was coming. Oh, but th- this, this is about Superman and philosophy um, or somewhat in the area of philosophy. And let me just make a disclaimer real quick. This is amateur research by a fan. I am not. Uh, I'm not making a college thesis or anything. Um, it's no. just amateurish. We just fan lost research. 22 people right there. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> just like, yeah. There, there goes. <laughs> this guy's not better, serious. What? He's not. He's, he's not professional. All right. So there's there's two subtopics, but I'm going to get right to the first one. Let's do it. So I first heard this from uh, Grant Morrison, who is a really awesome Superman writer. He's a great writer in general, Grant. but he wrote one of the best Superman stories called Superman All Star. And bear with me, but we're going to take a little history lesson right now, okay? Here we go. So I'm going to read this. Uh, This is from Wikipedia, I think. The oration on the dignity of man is a famous public discourse pronounced in 1486 by Pico della Mirandola, an Italian scholar and philosopher of the Renaissance. He has been called the Manifesto of the Renaissance. Pico, who belonged to the family that had long dwelt in the castle of Mirandola, left his share of the ancestral principality to his two brothers to devote himself wholly to study. In his 14th year, he went to Bologna to study canon law and fit himself for the ecclesiastical career repelled by the purely positive science of law. He devoted himself to the study of philosophy and theology and spent seven years wandering through the chief universities of Italy and France studying Greek, Latin, Hebrew, Syriac, and Arab. Arabic. It is, uh, I believe this is uh, the, the oration on the dignity of man is the thing that he's most known for. I could be wrong, but that seems to be the case. Now this, this next part was taken by, was taken from stanford.edu. The, and this is, and it goes, the most conspicuous pages of the oration celebra- celebrated by Guerin and many others as the humanist charter of human freedom and dignity are just the first few. Assured by them that we can be what we want to be, we are then told, contrary to the usual interpretation of the oration, that, we, that what we must become is not human at all. We must become angels, bodiless, sexless, and ultimately that most unromantic of, of all conditions, selfless in the strict sense, cherubim, the next to highest angels, are the first higher stage that we must reach and to achieve that lofty state that we must shed not only the body that imprisons us, but also the identity and the personality that distinguish us from all other individuals and from God. Mystical union and God is Pico's final goal, and extinguishing the self is a necessary consequence of achieving it. And it says, quote, unquote, let a holy ambition possess our, possess our spirit, un, uh, unquote, Pico writes. Um, how does this connect to Superman? Okay. So Grant Morrison brings this up. He talks about um, superheroes are kind of like our modern mythology. And Superman represents this kind of like sun god character. And Superman is, is often called Man of Steel, but he's also called the Man of Tomorrow often. And he's also, you know, the symbol on his chest was kind of like retrofitted to mean uh, hope. And you sometimes wonder, like, what does that hope mean? And... Uh, you know, it's it's the hope for a better tomorrow, but what does that better tomorrow entail? Well, maybe it has something to do with with this. Like Grant Morrison talks about how uh, 
we kind of create these characters like Superman, etc., and and back to the Greek times, like somebody with like the best morals, the best ideals, and should we, just as the orational dignity man talked about mimicking the angels, mimicking those that are of our better nature or something like that, should we? I mean, are are we kind of doing the same thing when we write Superman, when we read Superman? Is are we? Is it that same thing? Are, is Superman kind of our way of, uh, in the real world, hoping for a better tomorrow? Should we be mimicking those ideals? Um, I was thinking about things like that. And uh, I think people are attracted, they, people have always been attracted to characters like this with morals and, and the decisions they make in these stories. Um, this, is a, this is a very big idea attached to Superman that seems kind of far away and unreachable. Um, Superman doesn't seem realistic in his in his goals and uh, in his ideals. It seems too not just his powers, but he just seems too good, and I think that affects his popularity, especially compared to Batman. Um, there's a quote from uh, I believe his name is I'm trying to pronounce this correctly, Sri Aurobindo, in in uh, Thoughts and Aphorisms, uh, he says evolution is not finished. Reason is not the last word, nor the reasoning animal, the supreme figure of nature. As man emerged out of the animal, so out of man the Superman emerges. And he might be actually referring to the Superman in regards to Nietzsche. Um, and Nietzsche is not referring to, say, to the comic book, all but... sounds very Nietzsche-like, like, uh, does speak Zarathustra. He talks about Superman, like but um, that's actually topic number two, but... So I have questions for you guys. I didn't want to just read some shit. So, question number one, do you think, or uh, is it as if humans create these ultimate examples of what could be called goodness just so that we can mimic these angels, or at least the better parts of our nature? We put our ideal morals onto these characters, so is it a good idea for us to mimic the idea of Superman um, that Pico talked about, or is it, or is it unrealistic? Is it uh, childish? Are you asking me? I mean, or you I'm asking both of you. Asking me? Uh, you know what? Well, you take turns. Go ahead. Oh, I, well, I, I don't know. I have a, I have a much more simple answer, but maybe it's just me. I, Go I ahead. don't know who I speak for, but I'm, I'm, to me, it, it's never been, it's never been that deep. I think we tell the reason why we tell stories are one, it's to entertain. Two is to 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 think, to reflect, and. Some other reason I'm not even thinking about right now, but I think it's just, I, I really think the reason why stories like Superman are so compelling because, I mean, he might be put in extraordinary, uh, he might be put in extraordinary predicaments, but, you know, it's, it's, I think it's more of, I think it's more of uh, thinking about like, what if I could do something impossible or what if I could, what if, what if we could do that or just something as simple as flying, like, damn. Who didn't want to do that? Like, what if I could fly? What if I could do this? So, I don't know if maybe I don't maybe on a subconscious level it could get deeper, but I think it's it's very to me it's just like um, you know what attracts me about the whole concepts behind of, of of maybe a superhero story or to be specific a Superman would just be something somebody who's who can do something that I cannot. For sure, superpowers are intriguing. Well, not just no matter that. What. Just, and, yeah, and then I know I don't know. It's just me. Superman. He was he was always just kind of a corny character to me. Like he's he was very ham and cheese. It never felt real to me because 
I don't know. He just, it just, he just seems, yeah, he, I guess he just seemed too good. He would just seem too so good. So good that he, he becomes boring most of the time, yeah, I think. Super boring. I, I wasn't super into him until I saw the Man of Steel trailer. and then. But I think that's what made him, like, I think they toned him down a lot. They made him human. And, that, and I think yes, that's what yes. a lot of people gravitated to because a lot of the comics will will actually like make him human too. Like there's definitely like I've read these comics where um, he starts walking away and his super hearing he starts to hear people talk about him and he does you know it makes him feel alone because he people are just talking bad behind his back and that was kind of a humanizing moment. There's there's stuff in the comics, but yeah, I mean he's the first superhero. He that that Siegel and Schuster when they made him he was they invented superheroes in general so mm-hmm. i think that and that comes from a time where things were really hammy you know mm-hmm. it's just so cheesy back then but that's just kind of the nature of how things were back then what were you going to say jordan um well yeah there's a lot to say um but so i guess what you're saying about is it childish i mean as far as like you know okay well superman the big problem with that, with Superman, the the reason that most people don't really connect to him is like, well, he can do anything. Like, he's not an underdog. He has kryptonite weakness, of course, and maybe some other stuff in other series. But, like, you know, that's the that's the biggest problem those writers have to deal with is like, okay, what can we make him? Like, how can we weaken him to make him more human? If and I could play Superman advocate for a second, I they don't necessarily have to weaken him. They just have to get people like Zod, people on the same power level. Yeah, but but also okay. So like, it's not it's not that it it, it would be childish. Like, and I mean like only a child should think this. Like, uh, you know, um, Superman can fly. So I want to be like him and fly. You know, just wear a cape. Halloween shit, but like, but as an adult, this just goes back to super, uh, just super, uh, superheroes in general. Um, yeah, they do stuff that we can't, but they're, like, there's always some human element to them that, you know, no matter what they're doing, like, we, we can, if it's a good well-written comic we can relate to what they're doing so it's like yeah i can't do that but i can root for him and i can at least empathize with what he has to go through and also it's you know let's face it the whole idea of having superpowers is a blessing and a curse like it's right. a bad comic when yeah and not just uh, yeah not just the superpowers it's just just being being able to relate to to like okay being living in a fucked up city some bad things happen that you have absolutely no control over wouldn't it be nice if somebody could do some shit about it yeah yeah anybody can connect to that everyone has either known someone been in a position where like damn i wish this did not happen or an earthquake happened fuck like i, I lost somebody, somebody. should have been yeah. there to save us yeah or something. what wouldn't it be awesome to have somebody to solve earth's problems right anybody can relate to that anywhere so and, and i think it's I, I love the idea of just and i i don't think batman was the first to do this but you know the whole idea of of a city and, and you know surrounding cities i assume 
rallying behind them like, yeah, you're our champion. Like, you can do what we can't do. You can do what the cops can't do, but should <laughs> do. But you're not bound by any rules like us. So that that's empowering in a way because it's like... Uh, it's also scary. You know, finally you yeah. can, it's you also can scary. say, like, this is, this is the way you should get rid of this crime. Yeah. But no one's going to say that, and people are going to tell you to not do that uh, that way, but you're going to do it anyway, and it's going to be the right way. And, you know, but I always think about uh, <laughs> what, what made me, um, other than Man of Steel, I actually like Man of Steel, for the record, by the way. Um, I liked it too. I, I, I love too. Zack Snyder. I, I mean, I, I, I love Watchmen. I, I mean, people... I think people were bat are too hard. I can so hear the internet stuff. hate coming right now, but we all we, we all we, all we us here like that. Movie. We live in a hating ass time period. It's just it's it's very cool to not like something, and yeah. then when you do like something, yeah. you have to justify. Well, people it. people think it's smart. Like they 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 think it's. Um, well, no one's gonna make fun of you. Say yo, that shit was whack. No one's gonna make yeah. fun of you. But if you say well, I like <laughs> this, you have to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you true. Yeah. So yeah. of course, if I'm next to somebody, my my boy was like, yo, man, that shit was whack. I'm like, yeah, 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 she was whack too. I'm like, it's just easy to agree. So the I person mean, that the, the negative person is always the person that seems right for some reason. Yeah. And that's that's something kind of because wrong the wrong way of thinking, I think. Because yeah, it is the wrong way of thinking. And Andrew coined a term, I think I think he coined this term, but micro criticisms. Like I don't know if he's mentioned. I, I made it up but, on the spot, but it could yeah, have been made but, by somebody else. Yeah, but I was like I knew I immediately knew what you meant, like, you know, for example, if you see anyone who sees a trailer, there's gonna be criticism like, "Why, why is there a ball droid here? Like, well, who the fuck are you to say? Do you want to direct it? I mean, like, or it's like, you know, yeah, you might really open a whole can of worms there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. people people like criticize every little thing about Star Wars. Yeah. Can I move to question number two real quick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going out um, well, an wait, hour wait. and a nine. So okay, maybe we should put a pin in it, or maybe you can you can segue no. this. Can this be the cliffhanger that what, brings uh, us to? Hold on, let me just see if it's how easy it is. Okay. Oh, you can leave it open ended. You can make it complex, but maybe that'll be a cliffhanger. Okay, let's let's end on this one. Okay. okay. Do you see the kind of hope for mankind to all? Uh, like the kind of hope that's talked about in Superman, that that kind of like, do you see us as a society, as a world, like sort of moving in that direction? Like we just we just have you know, like gay rights are are, are um, you know people you know you can there's what do you call it? I'm trying to say the right term here. Um, same sex marriage mm -hmm. is like totally legal now in America. Like if you look at if you look at like society from the dark ages and even from the fifties, like we're much more progressive compared to now. To yeah. yeah uh, is like Superman representing hope and like leading us. And by the way, it, he, Superman doesn't actually tell us to do anything in the comics. We're fighting a chopper outside. Yeah. There's a way. chopper going on, but there he leads by example in the comics. That's how it's written. And anyway, I was just wondering what your thoughts were about, uh, like, do you see us moving forward? In that in that way, it seems to be the case in my in my opinion. Okay. Um. Um. So what I will say is this: I feel um, just the consciousness of 
Well, first of all, there's no problems that we're dealing with today that we didn't deal with in the past. And I don't think progression is a linear thing. It happens in increments. We take a step forward. We take a step back. Five steps forward. Four steps back. We go sideways. Not everyone sees hand-to-hand. It's this, it's this organic thing. I don't necessarily think progression will ever happen. You know, somebody... Actually, this was in a movie. I think it was a... Um, I think it was a... Um, Denzel Washington movie. It really stuck with me. It was. It was the equalizer. He said progress, not perfection. Uh-huh, that yeah. really stuck with me. I feel that um, I would like to believe us as as a collective, uh, as a collective people, where we are progressing. Um, it, information is much more readily available. It travels faster, so we can think upon things. We can change a lot more, um, and or at least tell each other remind each other to change a little more right uh more rapidly so but as far as it progressing to a state of perfection or it moving linearly where we're always moving forward i don't think that's ever going to happen i think as long as we are thinking about the direction we're going we'll always be better than not uh, there i think yeah i pretty much agree with that there there is this line in man of steel where uh jor-el russell crowe's character mm-hmm. says you can save them kal-el you can save them all and I think that was a really like loaded line because it's going to set up, I believe anyway, this is just my personal theory, it's going to set up um, Superman's uh, character arc in, in the future films. Like, what does he mean by save them all? Does he mean physically save every person from every danger? Or does he mean save them all by his example of hope? And I think that like, it's this kind of like deep stuff, the deeper themes that really attracted me to Superman. I was just like everybody else until I saw Man of Steel and I, re- I started to re- read all the comics. I went to the, the sidebar on Reddit for the super for r slash Superman and there's like recommended reading and I read almost all of them. And anyway, I just, I'm just saying I got more used to the character and uh, I got really into him. And He's really moved by Superman. I, I, re- I really was. I was really moved by it. Um, I mean, it's, it's my personal story but with that. But you're, you're not alone. Otherwise, I mean, they, it wouldn't continue to, to thrive. But just to have all these like deeper aspects, and Batman has a fucking bunch of deep shit too, but that, and we'll get to that later. That's for another episode. I just wanted to focus on Superman today. But We said a taco. We said it in the title. said it in the title. And then, Jordan, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, okay, I just want to wrap up what, what I have to say about Superman, like, uh, very briefly. Like, um, if you watch Kill Bill Volume 2, yes. uh, David Carradine has this great monologue, like, really great, about explaining why Superman is his favorite character. So watch that. It, it really, um, I like many people, I was never a huge fan of Superman until Man is still kind of, like, I, I love Michael Shannon, I love the you know, yeah, he was great. Did, Shout out to Henry but, um, Cavill. But like David Carradine explains to Uma Thurman, I can't remember the context, but he's just saying like he is, he doesn't hide his true identity or something like that. Like he, his Clark Kent is his, is kind of his commentary on mankind, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's his criticism of mankind. Like he has to uh, wear this suit. And these glasses, which, you know, to an alien, like they would, they would expect that that's a sign of weakness, or like, you know, that's this is how I look weak to these people, and you know, so 
that was, that's very interesting, and that's like David Carradine's character Bill, by the way, <laughs> the titular Bill. Um, like it's just a really great uh, scene. Kill Bill Two is is the one where they just they talk a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but, there's a um, lot of underlying depth that a lot of people don't don't really realize about the character. I mean, it, a lot of people really just, do like him, but it, they don't see this kind of like uh, other side to it. Oh, there's a door. Yeah, and, and the, the other thing, the other thing was um, Unbreakable, the movie Unbreakable with uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, the only other that was great, man. So like, yeah, I, I, uh, that used to be my favorite movie of all time. Like, um, you know, in my Shyamalan after that, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, like I, lo I had no idea it was about comic books or like whatever. But that really. I still think to this day it holds up and it makes a good case for like what how superheroes what superheroes existing among us means like Bruce Willis is a superhero in a way I mean he does have some extra oh like, they give it away yeah, <laughs> away. Oh, the movie's like 15 20 years old so point. it's still it's kids still get licensed by Netflix and enjoyed by someone somewhere so I think it's a good place to end let's put a pin in this we can maybe open with this on the uh -huh. next episode but yeah 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 we're a minute six uh, we're an hour 16 so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and sign off because uh, my girlfriend's out <laughs> Jay's girlfriend's got mad alright so next time we're gonna talk about Superman and Ubermensch with you know Nietzsche's idea that'll probably be near the end again and we're gonna have some other stuff before that anyway my name is Andrew Bush I'm Chris J. Alex and Jordan Bush Jordan Bush my brother Jordan Bush. thanks for listening everybody yep. Thank you. You grab me Network.